Okay, if I play anymore, we're going to get sued. Um, <laughs> it is part two of the Integrateness Podcast's satisfaction episode. That's right. It was a subject so big, so exciting. We had to put it into two parts because um, we like to keep these within a certain length that's within about the average commute for the average person. Something like that. I guess. In Kamloops, though, I feel like our average commute is like four and a half minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, you know, to work and back from work <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I'm Jason, by the way. I'm Jolene. And last week, we were talking about satisfaction, the things that satisfy us, but doesn't satisfy us. And we'd kind of ended with me listing where, I'm, where I think I'm satisfied in life and where I don't, and we didn't get to Jolene. So that's how we're going to kick it off, Jolene. Where in your life... Or do you feel like satisfied at the moment? Oh, yeah, that's a big feeling. And I think <clears throat> some of the biggest changes that I've made in my life were based on where I didn't feel satisfied, right? When satisfaction for me comes from a place of alignment, uh, it is a place where I am probably more peaceful, more content. I feel like things just flow. They just work better. Um, where there's less resistance. That's really what satisfaction means to me. And satisfaction then breeds more pleasure, happiness, enjoyment, and all of those things. So for me, I actively um, started looking at my life a few years ago and was like, there's so many places of my life that feel very aligned, right? So my job being one of them, uh, everything was just very satisfying in my job. The things I was intending to do were happening. I had an, an abundantly filled caseload and it was nourishing work. I was like, I'm never at a point of burnout in my work. It's inspiring. I felt passionate. You know, as a mom, I recognized that there were these huge parts of my life that were very demanding, but they were also like part of the package and that was a gift and also just where we are at a stage and that sort of thing but then I started looking and being like where am I less of an expression of myself where do I shelter myself where do I armor myself where do I feel like I'm less accepted as myself um, and that was like in 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 my relationship at the time in my marriage so I really started looking at some of those things and like I said in the previous episode is sometimes it becomes glaringly obvious because we'll see where everything lines up and we'll see where that one puzzle piece is just like you're trying to hammer that shit in and it is not working um, I did not feel like all areas of my life were miserable or not aligned it was slowly like every piece was coming together and then it was like why isn't this last piece jamming in there um, because partly the things that had come together didn't fit for that piece anymore if that makes sense that piece didn't fit in it anymore so that was a big piece of how I started to look at satisfaction and I started to look at how to create more satisfaction um, and I see satisfaction as like kind of a baseline it's sort of it, it's not a I'm a 10 out of 10 it's not a 0 out of 10 it's like your midline this is what baseline looks like and we're gonna have days above that and we're gonna have days below that but it's a very realistic snapshot at what baseline looks like in life do you know what I mean yeah I do and I think because we're, we're programmed to always strive for the top right like we shouldn't have a baseline everything's like said that song everything is awesome and it's got to be that way all the time and i think you're then setting yourself up for a disastrous go of things um you don't want things to be the absolute shit either but having a baseline of i am satisfied 95 percent of the time 
even if it's not the best day or the worst day, you're just kind of, yeah, this is good. Like I, I am content where I am at in my life and with the way everything is flowing right now. Totally. Very realistic perspective of things. So I can't remember if I talked about this in the last episode, but what I like to do with my clients is kind of create this little grid of all the areas of your life and how satisfied you are on a scale of zero to 10. And then I connect the dots on this little grid as like a circle. And I look at how balanced that circle is and whether it looks like a wobbly flat tire and what areas um, need to be addressed. So sometimes we look at financial, we look at career, we look at extracurricular, we look at spiritual, we look at sexual, and we look at mental and emotional and maybe relationships and maybe social. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones in there. Uh, but essentially, it's, you know, it's on a scale of zero to 10 at present, how satisfied are you with this area of my life? And then if someone's like, I'm a seven, I'll say, well, what what do you need to make it a 10? What would be in your life to make it a 10? And then we make note of those things. And, and it's a really beautiful place for us to be able to go, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And these are the more intentional places where I want to um, just be more aligned or create more for myself there. Um, you know, satisfaction is such an interesting thing, too, because sometimes we look for like superficial satisfaction, right? And it's short lived satisfaction. And the other thing that I started to pay attention to is how do I make it more sustainable? How do I make it more self-sourced? How do I make it so that it lasts longer and it roots itself deeper, if that makes sense. And I think a lot of people were forced to do that through COVID when all of the things that they were pouring their heart and soul into for purpose and worth all of a sudden got taken from them. So being, you know, the uh, the, the, the soccer mom or the person at the office that always brought the treats or this or the guy who was always helping other people and, you know, fixing all their things or whatever it was, it was like, COVID kind of stopped us from being able to do that. And then these people were sitting there twiddling their thumbs going, what the fuck do I do? Like, I don't feel important. I don't feel fulfilled because these things were filling their gas tank, right? They were making them feel satisfied with their life because they had purpose and worth. So that's almost like the superficial version of the quick fix, right? That's like going to the gas station and getting a Twinkie for lunch. Like you're going to get a quick blood sugar spike. It's going to fill you up, but it ain't going to last, right? So how do you make your own meal to nourish yourself and balance yourself in all those right ways, right? I mean, Twinkies are great, but... Emphasis on the but. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's funny, like a buddy of mine, uh, Carl, he's a single father of four. And in the end, like he said, he in a way loved COVID and wished it hadn't stopped because his four boys all came home and they just spent like months together doing their own thing as a family, working on projects in the yard, cooking together, growing a garden together, all this. And he said it was almost like the best time of his life because he said shit simple, simplified Mm -hmm. to basically what you need. And it seems like, not everybody, even the people who seem to have got that message, forgot it as soon as they could start going out and doing shit again. They started taking all those superficial things that made them feel satisfied and bringing it back and forgetting. What about those quality nights when you were home with your your wife and your kid and just hanging out? And it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can also look at what role social media has to play with how satisfied we feel and appear to be with our lives when we're constantly looking at other people's bodies, other people's lives, other people's filtered everything's, right? 
Um, and I mean, I agree that we should be highlighting the good things to remember because for the most part, if you were to talk to a kid about their day, they're remembering the good little things. They're not getting hung up on the other ones. <laughs> Our brains very naturally want to get hung up on the negative. So if we can do anything we can to not highlight the negative, I think that's wonderful. But when it comes to a point of the only things we're getting blasted in the face with are some of those things. Um, I think that it changes what our idea of satisfaction is. So for example, there was a young lady I was working with. Um, she was like grade 12 or maybe fresh out of high school. And I said like on a scale of zero to 10, what is your overall life satisfaction? And she was like, fuck a four. Hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. That, I mean, we got some work to do. Things are not looking good. They're not feeling good, right? She definitely had some suicide risk as well. Um, some history of, so I broke it down with her and I said, okay, well, how satisfied are you with your friendships? And she's like, you know what? I have two really good friends and my boyfriend and I am like, that is all I need. I'm, I'm a nine out of 10. And I said, how satisfied are you with finances? She's like, great. I've got a good job. I make as much, I make the money that I need to make to run my car and to have my spending money. Um, of course I'd always want more. So like I'm an eight out of 10. Then I said, well, how do you feel about school? She's like, honestly, probably like a six out of 10 because I'm not going to school, but I am getting it done. It's just hard to be self-paced. So we did this um, through probably like, you know, eight or nine different categories. I added them all up and I divided by because I'm a stellar math student and I figured out the average and her average was like seven and a half out of 10. That's pretty good. And I said, so when I asked you what your overall life satisfaction was, your perception of it was four out of 10. But the reality of it, when we actually broke it down and gave it concrete values was a seven and a half out of 10. So where are we fucking ourselves over by that perception that we don't have what we have? Oh, everyone's doing it. Or not everyone, but a lot of people I think are. I yeah. think most people are, especially of a younger generation than us that didn't grow up with this. There's a really brilliant book by Mark Manson called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. They're making a movie. I saw the trailer cool. Cool. of it today, and there's a whole section on social media mm. how... It's it's fucking every it's fucking our society over. You have kids that are su want to commit suicide because they don't get any likes when they post a video, or they're instantly made fun of when they put a selfie up because oh. people are dicks. Let's face that on yeah. online, right? And it is probably one of the worst things to come down the pike for people's self esteem and life satisfaction, because people aren't always putting the most accurate depiction of their life up there. Like you say, it's good to share those personal moments. You you want to share those good moments. Like you want to share those good moments, those happy moments. But at the same time, pause and think how that might be affecting someone else that is having the absolute worst day imaginable. And I think we have to have a responsibility as people posting to think about that. And I also think that we say shit online that we would never say in person. Oh, huge. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the other piece is that we get to be this very protected version of ourselves. We're actually going to expose ourselves more online than we would in person with someone. So people actually get the balls to be more vulnerable, but they also get the balls to be more of an asshole. Oh, yeah. 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 Hu hugely. And, and there's always the, the, the bit where it's like, well, if you were going to say that to me in the same room. How do you think I would react to you saying that to me? They'd have to get off the couch and move their bag of potato chips and pull their <laughs> fucking jogging pants off their ass crack to do that. Yeah. And then they may or may not get punched in the face as a result of that. So think, people. <laughs> right? Yeah. My, my, my brother, Bill, he's a, 
he teaches at St. George's uh, in Vancouver. He's a, like a history geography teacher. He used to play professional football with the CFL. And he says, the world would be a lot better place if people remembered what it was like to get punched in the face. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it would. It's true. Violence isn't a solution, but boy, it was like people would be a lot it, nicer to everybody. It's true. If you guys go back to my episode, I think it was what? Episode three. Three. Yeah. mine. I punched a girl in the hallway when she like kicked me in front of my little buddy or something. Um, or maybe it was at my desk when she like spilled my lunch or something. Anyways, I legit fucking clocked her guys and she didn't fuck with me again. No, no. I had a kid too in, in high school that would was giving me a hard time. And so one day he was coming up the stairs. I was coming down the stairs. I just, he was coming up. Hey, it's my buddy. He's like, wham. And he ran down the stairs crying. And his buddy that was with him looked at him and looked at me and just kind of ran after his buddy. And I never had a problem, I think, in the school ever again. Right. Yeah. Okay. Again, not condoning violence, but there is a time and a place. And it's super satisfying. I was just going to say, it's so satisfying to do that. People that have, haven't tried it. <laughs> in the right circumstances so satisfying well, it's true though my daughter asked for one of those uh, punching bag things those bubble things that go back and forth and, and she says mom this is just what I need I get so much anger inside like I wouldn't do this if I had that punching bag so guess what she got for Christmas Thank <laughs> it's God. so good right? <laughs> so you know it's it's kind of looking at this too and like satisfaction like we referred to in the Valentine's episode it's like how willing are you to receive the good things in your life you know even just the other day I uh, had a client who there is like this primary narrative and I know that this is pretty common for many people it's like life has to be hard everything that comes to me I have to work really hard for it's like this balancing of the scales constantly I don't get something good unless I work really hard for it and that's like many of us have been socially conditioned for that right and then if you've had a lot of hardships in your life that's been validated to you so that story has been reinforced and reinforced like at what point do we start accepting that like we're just like worthy of receiving good things and it doesn't have to come at the cost of something so that's another thing that really impacts our life satisfaction is like what is the story we're telling ourselves around where the goodness comes in our life and where where we deserve things in our life essentially right um you know i i just recently posted a reel that kind of talked about that that life is the messy part that's fucking life so we can have this beautiful plated dish and maybe consuming that that meal is like 20 percent of our experience you don't see the other 80 percent of planning the meal buying the groceries making a huge mess in the kitchen cooking it preparing it doing all of that you just see the the plated meal and you're like that is what life should be no 80 percent of life is the preparation of it it's the mess and when you take that empty plate back and you say thank you and you see what happens in the kitchen to produce that I think you realize how valuable that meal really was but when we think life is just that meal we will continually feel victimized we will be dissatisfied with life we will think we're fucking failing at, at some kind of thing and we're not we need to recognize that life is that messy part yeah that's a good analogy too the meal I and the know. cooking and everything yeah and yeah. that's why I dance while I cook because that messy part it's fucking work it's work and it gets boring and mundane sometimes. And that is why I dance in the kitchen, you guys. <laughs> and you know what, too? When you cook that meal and you put the work in and then you sit and eat it, it tastes so much better than the DoorDash dude showing up at your house and going, here you go. Absolutely. I mean, it depends on who the DoorDash dude is. <laughs> I'll leave you with that I'm one. Kidding. I know, I know, I know. But you know, yeah, right. That but is sourcing your satisfaction externally, guys, and I do not condone it all the time. But 
I rarely, that's a really great point though. I rarely order out because I can't justify the cost and things like that. But when I take myself out for dinner or I do give myself that meal or a break in a sense of like, you know what, tonight's not a night I'm going to cook, which I don't do very often because I do actually enjoy it. Um, it feels so satisfying. It actually, it feels above and beyond and it feels like a treat and it feels like something I've done to nourish myself for a particular reason to give a break or to treat myself in whatever way. Yes, absolutely. But I agree. Like, and, and think about it like slow cooked meals always taste better than oh. fast cooked meals and it is it's all about you know the extra spices that you add to life those extra finishing touches to things too right which could be the flowers on the table it could be you know creating relationships with neighbors in your neighborhood how is that going to change your life satisfaction as opposed to not creating relationships with your neighbors in your neighborhood i guarantee you that that will change your satisfaction in life well, especially at least if you get along with them yeah. and make the effort to, oh, man, right? When, yeah. your, when your neighbor takes that garbage can out yep. on the day you forgot, that's fucking gold. Our neighbor Trevor in the middle of the last polar vortexy <laughs> snow thing that hit, it had snowed the night before and I was kind of, I was down here uh, working and something and suddenly I hear like, like the snow blower and I'm like, oh, he's doing his driveway and then it's like, it's getting louder and closer and I kind of look out the window and it's like, Trevor! And he did like our driveway okay. so we could get out and I was like... Fuck, man. Like, I was getting there, but it feels so good. It, it does, right? So it's like, what am I doing in my life that could make it more enjoyable? How could I make this reality more satisfying, right? I'm cooking dinner. What would make it more satisfying? Putting music on. I live in this neighborhood. What would make it more satisfying? Maybe sharing some waves. Or if I've got extra rhubarb, maybe leaving a bag on my door or my, my neighbor's step. Like these little things in life that just feel better. Does it feel better when we smile at the person um, in the lineup beside us? Does it feel better when we bring maybe some extra lunch to some colleagues in the lunchroom and share? And because there's guaranteed somebody who fucking forgot their lunch and it was the right day for you to remember. Like, again, it's not big, giant things. It's not always about the achievements, about what can I do on a daily basis? to feel more satisfied with the type of person I am, what I'm doing, why I'm here on this earth, and how I'm experiencing my day. So if there's a takeaway to the two-part satisfaction episode, you're responsible for how much satisfaction you're allowing yourself to get out of life. Yeah, yep, yep. That's a question I'm answering as, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just double checking the question. Yes, essentially we are, I, I always am careful to place responsibility on people because I recognize not everyone has the same opportunity in life. So I had to check that. <laughs> but essentially it is, right? Like, well, well, yeah. We like, are responsible for how we receive it, what we receive, how we perceive what's happening. And you know, if that quote comes to me, like, like life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And when we can kind of make that shift of like, they say you've got two lives and you start living the minute you realize... The yeah, one. The two. Oh yeah, or the, the other one is like the two most important days are the day you were born, the day you find out why. Yeah, that was that Mark Twain one, right? You're right. filling you guys with all right. these little quotes. quotes. <laughs> <Jinx>. <laughs> 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 But essentially, those are the big pieces. And I will tell you a big joy killer, a big satisfaction killer is resentment. So if you go back and listen to our resentment podcast, if you have already listened to it, listen to it again. If you feel like it's necessary, if you haven't, definitely go listen to it because resentment is the ultimate party killer. It is like broccoli and Nickelback. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so that's, mean to broccoli, but Nickelback, that, yeah. That, that's, that's <laughs> it, 
that's an inside joke with some of my party friends back in the day. So that like resentment is a huge party killer in your life. So if you can learn to get a handle on that, um, you will guaranteed experience just more satisfaction through the daily goings on in your life as well. And how you um, are able to kind of um, ease up on your, on your grip on some things. Exactly. Well said, Jolene. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Did you guys like that? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it just Jason, my cheerleader? (laughs) I'm the only one in the room, so. (laughs) How many likes? How many likes we got? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not satisfied unless there's less than 25. Um, That wraps up our episode this week. We'll be back next week with a whole new topic of conversation for you. Until now and then, keep satisfied, guys. We're like a couple weeks rolling on this. Just keep satisfied. Exactly. Just, just be, just be happy with where you are and who you are. Until that, th- 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 <laughs> until next time. I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Talk soon. Mm-hmm.